Man, it's a little sensuous. Sensuous. And welcome, everybody, to the Blueberry Podcast of the month of November. Beer, bourbon, and balderdash. That's nice. Nice balderdash. 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 <laughs> I'm still excited. Thank you, Blueberry. That is exciting. For, yeah. I mean, because we're just, you know, a couple goofballs that just like to hang out and, you know, have a couple libations, talk some ding-dong stuff, some nonsense. And, and so we're really excited that people like it that they enjoy it that they get some entertainment out of it um we don't go three hours long because that would be terrible unless you're actually drinking with us in which case it'd probably be a lot of fun but yeah an hour of our nonsense <laughs> is probably all you can take sober so okay. uh you know we encourage you to drink with us <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> have a drink with us please please johnny how you doing man uh i'm doing well <clears throat> yeah it's finally finally starting to get cold here Nice. Uh, I hate daylight savings time. It's the worst. Yeah, that is the worst thing on. The, yeah, uh, it's a trick. Yeah, it's so it's a trick on humans. <laughs> yeah, it's dirt. You know, I was reading about it. Um, like, why don't we just go to to just one standard time and don't do the daylight savings? And there's some interesting things that came out of it. Like, it actually didn't work. It wasn't as simple as that. Like, there's a lot of psychology that goes into it, and a lot of uh, it actually turned out to be worse. People hated it, and they went back to daylight savings. Like they tried to get rid of it. I think in like the '60s or something, and it just didn't work. I don't remember all the and details. People this didn't is, like this it. Just a boulder. No, they didn't like it. <laughs> or like there was like some weird health impacts. Like there's health impacts with daylight savings now. Yeah. Like when you when you spring ahead and you lose that hour of sleep, there's an <laughs> uptick in like cardiovascular issues, heart attacks, and shit. So I know there's challenges there, but mm. I can't remember exactly what it was. It just didn't work out the way they thought. I feel like people just have to get used to it. Yeah, I, think but so. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to get used to because, <clears throat> like, just don't change your clock. Well, not only like that, All I right. mean, your circadian rhythm would just kind of stay the same. <clears throat> I mean, it gets mm-hmm. dark, you go to sleep, but you wouldn't sit there and look at the clock and go, geez, it's only five o'clock. I'm not going to yeah. go to bed yet. Yep. <clears throat> and, and I time. always hate the people that try to argue. It's like, oh, it's for the farmers. Like, okay, tell me what farmer gives a shit about <laughs> what time it is. They work when it's light out. They don't give a fuck what yeah. time it is. They just get out there and they do their thing. The and, big farmer know, protest. And then in November, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they go out to the shop to fix their equipment in November. They don't care what time it is. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, what are they farming in November? In well, at least in Washington, what are they farming? It's cold. Uh, is anything growing? Depends on how hot their wife is. Hey, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, because you know, if she's hot, then something grows. Oh, okay, I got you. Or she doesn't have now to be hot. It. She could penis just be joke. attractive to him. Yeah, penis, it was a penis, penis joke. Penis joke. Great. It was a. A poorly executed <laughs> penis joke. <laughs> Beer, bourbon, and balderdash. We get to find the lowest brow comedy on any podcast. Hey, somebody's got to fill that need. That's Might true. Might as well be us. Might as well be us. We're the heroes that you didn't want, <laughs> but you needed. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of uh, nonsense uh, and, uh, and heroes, what's our beer for tonight? Oh, yeah. Because I got to so tell you, man, this, I need a drink. This has been a week. Yes. Yes, it has been a week for me, too. Um, there's been some offline stuff that we've discussed a little bit. Yeah. Well, we haven't really discussed it, but no. I know you know. I know. I anyway, know. that's a whole other thing. Uh, so this is coming from the Great Northwest. This is kind of the fun thing about going back and forth mm-hmm. is that we get to to mix it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, so this is from 54 Degrees, 40 Minutes beer company i guess is how you say it i'm not really sure yeah it says 5440 beer yeah is the name of it and they're out of washugal washington washugal do you know where washugal is i don't is that, is let's that map by the border? It, out. it might be i think it is Wash- by winthrop washugal washington Wash- oh cottonwood beach it's by cottonwood beach do you know where it is <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's almost by Portland. Holy oh, shit. It's, it's down south then. Oh, yeah, look at that. There oh, it is. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Who knew? Well, everybody but us. Camus. Yeah. Oh, it's on the Columbia. Yeah, it's right on the Columbia River. So okay, it's, cool. It's I should, east of Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, so this beer that we've got is called Red Zeppelin. Nice. Or Zeppelin. Zeppelin, Zeppelin depending on where you're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an amber ale. Nice. So I don't know if I've ever had a beer from there before. So I'm pretty excited to try this. Very good. Uh, Me too. They, they, 
Oh, they're funny. They call their news deep thoughts on their website. Deep oh, keep clicking about. All right. Well, let's pop this open and give it a try. Yeah. 5.6. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh. even read the can. I oh. didn't give any description. I just said an amber ale. Did you oh. get a pop top? All right. Foamy. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> Does their can say anything? Don't drink if you're pregnant. Easy does Crowd it. Craft beer thing. Easy does it. It looks like a fun time. 5.6%. Brewed and canned by 540 <clears throat> Brewing Company, Washington, Washington. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh. Is yours cloud? Oh, you don't pour yours in a glass. I poured mine into a glass. It's cloudy. Yeah. She didn't say probably don't filter it, but that's all right. I don't yeah. mind. Cheers. Nice, nice fluffy head. Cheers. It's pretty good. Ooh, wee. Pretty. <laughs> it's got some bitter. Yeah, it does. It's a pretty standard amber ale. It leans a little, little bitter. It's not. It doesn't have the malt. Yeah, I'd like. A, I'd like a malty. This isn't terrible. No, <clears throat> the can it's is almost, very nostalgic too. It's almost like a like a red ale that has a little bit more of that hot flavor in it. Yeah, that's uh, what I would say too. <clears throat> super. Yep. Yeah, sure, you would. <clears throat> Our story. We like beer, and actually, okay, we'll read through this as short. It's actually a, a little different. Go entirely, for it. a little different. My favorite pastime has always been sharing good times with family. This is from the founder, mm-hmm. uh, Bolt Bolt Minister. That's a great name. Uh, sharing good times with family, friends over beers. It's these endearing moments shared over a pint at a pub or beers around a campfire that make and keep relationships with the ones we love. That sentiment then informs the beers we brew. We made make easy drinking beers that bring folks together. Our proper German style beers and Northwest Dales are crafted to oh, that's the extra hops in there, I think, for the gotcha. amber ale. It's the Northwest style. Uh comfort people around their shared activities, and we couldn't be happier to have a spot at the table. Please stop by. Cheers and see you soon. Nice. Well, we should go down there and say hello. <clears throat> we should it's actually a I've, been to go, affair. I've been wanting to go down that area anyways. <clears throat> There's a couple breweries yeah. down there that look kind of fun. Let's see. Uh, Bolt is the founder and head brewer, and then I assume Amy is his wife. Amy Minister, co-founder, and Mama5440. And a handful of other delightful-looking people. Yeah. Although, like Charles is drinking out of a Hofbrau House uh, half-liter glass, so I don't know. <laughs> I guess that tracks with the German-style whatever beers. Yeah. Oh, that's a subtle but awesome picture. Love it. We should go. Yeah, we definitely should go. Yeah, and hi to Kelly, Tim, and Robert. Robert's the chef. He has a beard, so he probably makes delicious sliders. Oh, yeah, he does. That guy looks like a, a meat guy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to have to go down and say hello. Yeah, anyway, I think there we you should. go. Brought to you by 540 Beer Company. When you come back in uh, 2024. Mm-hmm. When are we going to get people to sponsor us? Uh, I mean... If they want to sponsor us, they could. They, they won't give us anything except for if they want to give us beer or whiskey. We'll say, like, if you send beer and That's whiskey fine. to us in your distillery or a brewery, I would not mind just being like, hey, but what you're going to get from John and I, though, to be honest, is that honesty. Mm-hmm. So if you if you give us a whiskey or a beer and it it's not to our liking, it doesn't mean it's bad. It means we just probably don't like it. And John yeah, and I are nice enough bad. that we try to find something good in whatever it is that we're drinking, of course, because we know that well, someone's it, put their heart and soul into this. I don't think yeah. anyone in that's brewing or distilling is like, ah, oh, I'll just put some shit in here and some shit in here, and uh, I don't care. You know, and oh, look, I guess it was good. I don't think they do that. I think they put yeah. everything in and it. And there's like, there really is like three things that could happen, or four things. One, we could like it. Uh, one, we could just <clears> not <throat> like it, and it's still a good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, it could just be a bad beer, and some beers that are made are just not good yeah i don't know there was int- or like not to our liking like that pvd beer that we had uh even the, the brewer was like yeah it's, it didn't turn out the way he wanted to we were like it's fine but it wasn't great uh, but doesn't mean i stopped going there or we stopped supporting them uh and then sometimes beers get they just like something happened in process like they got left in the sun or there was an infection in the can and it, it happens where beer just is it goes bad it wasn't it didn't start bad so we yeah. try to be honest with and fair and you know, even if the beer is not to our liking, like to Wes says, uh, to Wes's point, doesn't mean we're gonna gonna smash it to the ground and tell you you're terrible. We'll actually try to seek it out and try again. Like coming up on one of the episodes, we're gonna do have another uh, Maui beer, 
Because yeah. the first one we had was just not very good. Yep. Same thing with Frame. We know we like Frame, but that check uh, logger that we had was just that was so long ago. That was like there. in one of our first episodes. <clears throat> yeah, for whatever reason, just wasn't very even, good. I don't even think that episode is published anymore. Some of our first. That's stuff. for the best. <laughs> some of, some of those first ones were real stinkers. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. Send us send us your cash. I mean beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean we'll do reviews if you send it to us. Do reviews. I think Mikey's. Uh, in, um, uh, what was the name of the brewery? <clears throat> do, you, do you remember? Uh, in England? Yeah. We should, re- this is why we're terrible hosts. No, I have it right here. I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, disruption is brewing. Oh yes, yes, yes. Disruption, disruption. is brewing, which is clever. I should, I should know mm-hmm. that. Mikey, you're, you're pretty cool. Anyways, he's sending us beer and we mm-hmm. will review the shit out of it. Yeah, and then they'll get a big following in Argentina, and it will be our all <laughs> our fault. Yeah, our our amazingly eight hundred and something <laughs> listeners in Argentina, whatever that's about. That was wild. It's just, it's still, I th- I think there's a group of people who are like, oh, we could learn con- conversational English from these assholes. <laughs> no one, will, no one will ever know where we learned it. <laughs> I mean, they could be. Yeah, we I don't know. know. They're gonna come up making jokes about penises and saying fuck all the time. And then sorry, Dana. And like, I don't know. They say sorry, Dana, whenever they swear. They just say sorry, Dana. Every time they bump into somebody, sorry, Dana. That's right. That's right. Yo, you know what? I didn't tell anyone that we were live on this. Oh, I'll do I'll do right now. We'll see what happens. Let's see if anyone pops in. Sorry, Uh, Tim. I'll just do a live. I'll do a live right now on Instagram. Bigbeautifulboys.com. Three, two, one. We'll do this on. We'll do this live. All right. All right, everyone. We are. Oh, pause due to poor connection. <laughs> <laughs> connect awesome. to my connect to my Wi-Fi, you dummy. You ding dong. Oh, are you selling selling it? It's connected through. Sell- oh, Booberry's on. I'm just kidding. No one's on Booberry. Yeah. Oh, he's always on there on the no. Oh, no one's on the chat. On. No one's on the chat. I know, which is such a such a bummer. Zero notes. Thinking about a network. Are you all set up? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. There we go. Okay, live. All right, now we're live. Okay, so I'm just gonna hold my phone here. We're live on Instagram, and they're telling right now all of our followers that we started a live video. Oh yeah, I should like it. Yeah, so I had so my follower knows. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, they can only hear one side of the conversation. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, oh hey Mac, uh, Max, Max is uh, Max is listening. By the way, uh, Max is a band, The Truth Beyond. Everyone needs to go and and check it out. It's um, they have two songs out right now. Uh, one is called Descent, and the other one's called The Voice Within. And the voice within is their newest one. They came out last Friday. You heard it here live the week before, um, if you were uh, listening to the podcast. And he's on Wave Lake. That's W A V L A K E and L N Beats dot com. And I suggest everyone go and check them out. Uh, the band again is called The Truth Beyond, and the songs are Descent and The Voice Within. And they're number six on the Wave Lake charts. Uh, as of right now. So they're doing really, really well. So, um, well, Craig's, Craig's, uh, listening too. Yeah. Craig's listening too. They can't, they only hear one side of the conversation because <laughs> it's on Instagram. Hey guys, we're live. So if you go to the stream, uh, you'll be able to hear us and, uh, or go to fountain FM, fountain.fm and hit the live button. Cause it'll say live and you can listen to us live and, uh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. But oh, we cheers now. We have to drink. Oh yeah, we do. Okay, drink. Mm, I like this beer. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's actually growing on me. It's pretty good. Yeah, I I agree with the the bitterness. It's a little for the amber. It's it seems a little bitter, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> our balderdash oh, word geez, for the words. night. We got to come up with a jingle, or if someone out there would like to create a jingle. For the balderdash word of the night, uh, I would love that. Balderdash, balderdash. The balderdash word of the night. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Okay.
Uh, let's we'll table that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tonight's word is tit up. Tit up. That's when that's when someone tit up. dies. Tit up. Tit up. That's tit when up. somebody who has lost one breast dies. They go tit up. <laughs> oh, they go tit up. <laughs> or when you're encouraging someone, you say, "Hey, you with up. the one boob, tit up." <laughs> <laughs> i mean it could be could be true could be true no is yeah. that what is that when you when your nipple fall when one nipple falls out is that what you tell somebody <laughs> to, hey tit up or when you got uh when you have one saggy boob and one not saggy boob you tell the other one to tit up or is that when you're exercising and you push off the floor just enough to get your tit off the ground? <laughs> yep. It's, your, it's a tit up. Your, your tit up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Especially for us uh, stoutly men with moobs. That one works mm-hmm. especially well for us. So wait until the end of the episode and I will tell you what the definition of tit up is. Tit up. Can you hear that? <laughs> yes. Tit up. Wait, which part? The, Are you talking about no, tit up? The tit up. Do you play some music? Tit up. Tit up. You can hear that voiceover saying tit up. No. Tit up. Oh, that's unfortunate because you would be laughing. All right. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, Bourbon for tonight uh, is the Copper Works (laughs) release number 44. Now, this one I got last year. They don't sell this one anymore. (laughs) Sorry, folks. Sorry. But they do sell number 47 and 48. As well as many other things. Plus, I just found out, and I can't believe I just found out, they have a membership program. Ooh. It's only $135 that I might join. And what and do you get? You get releases, special releases, and small batch releases before anyone else. And uh, you get exclusive pricing. Only $435 a year, which actually isn't bad. And Copperworks is very good about um, it all going back. Uh, to the to the brewing process, to the distilling process. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, um, they do all kinds of other stuff too. Not just, excuse me, not just um, making whiskey, fantastic whiskey, actually, as we're going to find out right now. Uh, they also have experiences, so you can bottle your own. Um, they have a blending workshop that you can take, where they teach you how to blend. Uh, they do distillery tours, tasting certificates. Um, so that's kind of cool too. <clears throat> and, uh, and again, they have their membership plus, uh, they have now a, um, or it's going to open soon or it's open now. I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, they have their own like little restaurant and whatnot that's uh, going oh, up, but they're downtown sweet. Seattle. Uh, they got a fantastic little place. We've done stuff, uh, where we did a dinner cruise <clears throat> on, um, Lake union and, uh, it was for them and they did a, a pairing with every meal one of their whiskeys or gins. And that was, that was a lot of fun and it tasted really good. And I wanted to talk to, uh, the owner and, uh, or the distiller, but I didn't get a chance to. And I think I talked about that in the last, uh, uh, not a, a last episode, but in prior episodes where the table before us was a big group of people and they basically sucked all of his time. And I was just waiting there and Dana was like, Oh, don't worry. He's going to come. Don't worry. He's going to come. And then he get kept getting called away and he never came back. And I was like, Oh, Cause I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him. So mm-hmm. oh. I know. So, uh, yeah, so this is number 44. Uh, this is a, sorry. <clears throat> Why is it? Uh, sorry. I'm having problems with my mouse. Go. Go, 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 go. There we go. Uh, it's made with eight casks, all matured in charred new American Oak. Four casks were brewed from, Great Western malting pale malt and matured for 45 to 52 months. Three of the casts were brewed from single variety barleys like Baroness barley grown in Colfax. So our own barley here in Washington. Oh yeah. And matured for 56 months. And the final cask was created from a Queens run and matured for 60 months. So I thought that was a Queens run. Queens run. What is a Queens run? Yeah. <clears throat> That's a great question. I'm going to look it up. Right it up? Yeah. Yeah. I should have been a little bit more prepared, but I wasn't. Sorry. That's all right. I like I said, it's been a week. Really prepared either. Yeah, it's been a week. Uh, excellent. Oh, come on. Oh, huh, that's funny. Is a it's a 
every time I go to the explanation about a Queen's run, it takes me to a page that doesn't, because it's something in particular for them. Uh, special distillation process. It's used to describe a term they borrowed from the rum industry to describe a distillation run. That's all I can get. Mm. Maybe you can get something more out of it. Because mine keeps saying that that page. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, it's a term they borrowed from the rum industry to describe a distillation run entirely from the heads and tails <coughs> of prior distillations. Oh, okay. Hmm. So the head is everything in the beginning of a distillation and the tails is everything after. It's usually the thing that you don't put in. <laughs> yeah, you, you throw it out. Yeah, you throw it out, basically. Or you use it to make <clears throat> hand sanitizer. Yep. Uh, so they talk a little bit about what a foreshot is, a head, a heart, and tails. Um, they collect and hold back the heads and tails of each dis- distillation run while the hearts move on to become the whiskey. Uh, even the regular whiskey distillation process involves redistilling the heads and the tails, uh, thanks to the significant amount of ethyl alcohol they contain. However, it's not every day or distillation that they have enough heads or tails for a full redistillation. So they distill it one more time or again in order to get any more heart out of the head or the tails within those two runs. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what that is. <clears throat> I did it. Got it. You did it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to um, take a little. Oh, we're going to drink here. this. Yeah. We're going to finally drink it. I'm going to be done talking here for a minute and enjoy it. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. Washington makes such great single malts. It's really good. It's got a pretty strong vanilla mm-hmm. aroma on it. Yeah. It's nice. A little bit sweet. I get cherries. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get fruit. Like, um, <clears throat> no, it's tropical. I get tropical mm-hmm. fruit. I get some cherries. What are we going to drink this? Sunday? Oh, right now. Cheers. Mmm. <laughs> oh, so malty. Oh, it's like tea. Do you think it tastes the way it, that it smells? <clears throat> uh, the cherry. I get like cherry. Yeah. I don't get it's the- a little more- fruity tropical stuff yeah. that I have. It's like a little more savory uh, on the palate than, yeah. <clears throat> than on the nose. Like the nose, you do get a lot of that like sort of fruity, almost sweet smell, but it doesn't taste sweet. It doesn't have a, a, a sweet flavor. I get a cherry flavor. I get, um, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's got a different <clears throat> mouthfeel than most of the bourbons. Like, like it almost dries out the top of your tongue. Oh, so more astringent. Yeah. So must I bet that's from that must be from the from the Queen's run or whatever they call it. Oh, it might be because all yeah, the it's ethyl like it's alcohol. like a, it's a yeah, it's a different kind of alcohol, so it's having a different mouthfeel in there. It makes it pretty unique. Mm. Interesting. I love it. I love it. I love their whiskey. You, Copper you works. Doesn't make doesn't anyway. make anything bad. Now the only thing I don't like out of Copper Works, and it's not on them, it's me. It's not them. It's me. I'm not a fan of their plum gin. Mm. I did not like their plum gin. What didn't I, you like about it? What was it like? Um, I didn't like anything about it. <clears throat> um, I really, I guess maybe, I don't know. Maybe I was expecting something to really more desserty, and I don't think I got that. Like I really enjoyed mm. just their, um, I think it was, it might've been their, uh, hair of the dog gin that mm. we had on that uh, boat that I liked and I'm not a big gin drinker. And I remember, no, it was the Oak cask gin. And that might be why I liked it. Um, mm. cause it had a, that Oaky flavor to it. So, mm. uh, that I really, really enjoyed and I'm not a big gin drinker, but the plum was it one, still like, I couldn't like even a finish. junior, but was it like a juniper based one? Like you typically find, or was it a different set of botanicals in it? Uh, they did. I mean, I didn't really say, um, you usually tell like if it tastes, almost like a pine tree then it's no i mean based. it was sweeter i want to say it was more muted in those juniper flavors if i, I remember like, correctly i like gins a lot and i used to drink a lot of gin and soda mm-hmm. um because i really like the way gin tastes and i didn't like the way tonic made it taste different mm. um but i did find a lot of them just were like over herbed yeah like they went too far that it wasn't subtle enough 
it was like we just threw all this shit in here and now it's awesome and it wasn't it's hard to drink like there's something about it's like a little bit of mystery i think it's kind of good it's like sure i want to see the 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 full nip up but you know the the like thing i put in my the in my brain isn't nip up tit up oh tit up i want to see the tit up but you know a little mystery kind of makes it exciting yep that's so funny. Uh, a little more information about release number 44. This is a 100, uh, a 100 proof uh, single malt whiskey. And uh, I don't have my glasses with me to look at the back of this. Did you know I've gone blind? I've heard that. Like my eyesight is I've hit that age. Like all of a sudden this year, I'm like looking at stuff. And then I'm like pulling it away from my head like an old person going, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Should I've been I doing that, readers? but I think it's, I think for me, it's more that I've just been really tired and so my eyes don't want to focus on anything. Oh, no, I'm definitely, definitely my eyesight's going. I need readers. <clears throat> Anyways, I'm going to pour another readers. little glass and, uh, cause I really enjoy this. So thank you, Copperworks. Uh, I'm going to hopefully, they have a holiday bazaar or market coming up pretty soon. So hopefully I'll be able to go to that and maybe buy some more, uh, buy some more single more cause I really like their stuff. Them in Westland, they're they're my two mm-hmm. favorite around here. I really, really enjoy them. Oh, you do have your glasses on. Are those your computer reading mm-hmm. glasses? Uh, I'm a whole new man now. These are actually uh, the Amazon. Um, they're like, see how fat they are on the oh, sides. Yeah. They're actually they have uh, microphones built into them, and you can talk to your phone with it and what? listen to music. Yeah, the and, Alexa glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you look ridiculous. I, I got to demo when I worked the there. Mustache thing that you I know on they, your they, Zoom. They, they, they look like goggles in this picture. Yeah, like I'm do. about to go swim a triathlon, <laughs> but with my, my boots on either that, or I'm going to carve an ice cube for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got your sleeves rolled up. You do. I see a, you're <laughs> ready right. to make me a cocktail. All I need is a leather apron. Yeah. Matter of <laughs> fact, this copper <laughs> works, uh, release number 44 would make a great old fashioned. Yeah. I think it's got it. Hey, uh, you uh, just for the, for the record, that was a terrible segue. I know. Uh, you, I agree. <laughs> had a great idea about talking about curiosity tonight. Yeah. Tell me about curiosity, John. Why is, uh, well, I mean, want me to start you this. off. No, I mean, sure. Yeah, go ahead. You sound more prepared to me. <laughs> I didn't just sit down. <laughs> uh, if cats had nine lives, what do you think they'd spend the other eight lives being curious about? How to get more food. Cats are assholes. <laughs> uh i have no idea i i don't know i know the curious as a cat curious yeah is that right curious as a cat curiosity curiosity killed the cat cat. yeah yeah um i think that's a terrible thing you know what the whole you know what the whole saying is the whole proverb is no no say it the whole proverb is i I like things out of context (laughs) the whole proverb is curiosity killed the cat but satisfaction brought it back <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense. Well, it does. Cause it's, it's not, don't be curious. It's cautionary curiosity, but mm. that when you were satisfied, you know, with finding your answer, it, you came back. Like it was like, Oh, I found my answer. I got curious and I found my answer. So it may lead to trouble, but the satisfaction of learning or finding out the information is worth the risk basically. Yeah. But if, if curiosity killed the cat, the cat's dead, it's not coming back. It's a proverb, dude. <laughs> I know, but it's just it's shit don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I This is something we talk about a lot, though. Like, I don't know why that popped into my brain, but we talk about, like, questioning and trying to... It's like seeking to understand and not just taking things at face value. Sure, like, sure. so much of our world now revolves around people just, like, getting spoon-fed things and accepting it as it is. And spun up. And it's not... And it's it's different than... Than like, than like being suspicious of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like, okay, I understand what you're saying. I want to learn more to make sure that it makes sense to me, or to confirm, or you know, be able to talk intelligently about it. Like, I don't know everything. Like, admitting you don't know everything, and you want to go learn more, and not just saying, "Oh, that must be true," because I saw a thing on the internet. Yeah, which is what people do. And even worse, people do the, well, I read an article. Well, did you read an article? Oh, well, I read the headline, headline. of an article. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. you don't you don't know shit. <laughs> like yeah. I'll be judgmental about that, but that doesn't mean I'll be judgmental about your belief that you're telling me. Like one of the things that um that drives me nuts about not not you specifically, Wes, but like people who are deep into conspiracy theories or like and, and we've had this conversation before, it's like this this almost attack about it where they'll come at you about something they believe deeply in without any warning and expect you to have a logical conversation about all this stuff they're throwing at you. Uh, and if you can't like articulate the counterpoint, well then they must be right. But it's like, you're bringing up a topic that you spent clearly tons of time reading about and ask me to have a conversation with you about it. Um, I want to be curious and I want to go read about the things that you're talking about and, and try to understand what you're saying, it doesn't make sense, does not make sense. And oftentimes it doesn't make sense at all. And sometimes it makes complete sense, but like you're spewing one side of it. And so often that stems from a place of not actually being curious because you didn't dig into the other side of the conversation. You dug into one point, decided this was the, the hill you're going to die on and then searched for all supporting evidence to that, to that point without, actually looking at the counterpoint. Yeah. So that's, that's just what I like people. I want people to do. Like I used to get in trouble in, uh, I took a class in college. Um, environmental philosophy it was a one credit Thursday night <laughs> class full of a bunch of, uh, granola hippies. <clears throat> and I thought it'd be interesting because I think philosophy is interesting. It's all conversations yeah. and yeah. attempts to learn and think it's like thought processes. But in this class, it was like, what's the common theme or topic or belief that everybody has. Let's just push that way. Let's talk about why that's right. Yeah. Like, and this was a group of people that believed that the world was covered in trees until humans came along and cut them all down. I went to college, university of Idaho and it's surrounded by wheat fields. And they truly believe that people came there, cut down all of the trees all over the Palouse Prairie and planted grass. (laughs) Like, let's think this through. You think you think that grass is more valuable than timber? Yeah, like it's just it's just dumb. And then they argue about like, <clears throat> not a huge fan of the fossil fuel industry, but then they'll like argue about fossil fuels and the timber industry, and we shouldn't log anything. And like, you live in a stick frame apartment building. Well, there's other ways to build. Like what? You ain't go live in a tent, a yeah. nylon tent yeah. that's made nylon. out of petroleum products, yeah, exactly. And coated in like toxic chemicals to make it waterproof. Yeah, all your you all really your hiking that, gear to go hug a tree is made from all the things you hate. That's right. What are you gonna? Was do? that rubber grown in Kansas? Mm-hmm. No, like mm-hmm. you're. It, it's like so hypocritical, but you've like decided this one point is the point you're gonna make without being curious about the entire process. It's religious. Yeah, I think a lot it of it's is. very religious. It is. And so I just, I just wish people would be, would, would think deeper and seek to understand without immediately judging. You know, it's like the, the conspiracy theory, um, um, example is a good one because like, if somebody comes to you with something that sounds crazy, you shouldn't immediately just say, well, that sounds crazy. Judge that person as a crazy person and write off the, the thought, like it might be totally nuts, but like has been proven in the past. Occasionally it's, it's right. So something that people thought was crazy turned out to be accurate. So mm. just seek to understand. Yeah. Don't be so judgy. You don't know everything. You're not the internet. Actually, that's something that um, <clears throat> MoFax, I don't know if you ever listened to that, MoFax with Adam Curry. I have. It's part of the seven habits from Stephen Covey, which is mm-hmm. seek first to understand, then be understood. You know, so understand something and then be understood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have all the facts and and or listen to another person and then you know have your chance to be understood yourself as to where you're mm-hmm. coming from and what you're saying is that most people are just so shut down on that it has to be it mm-hmm. has to be this it, there's no other way it has to be this mm-hmm. so yep. i agree with that i agree with that and i think curiosity is is you know i think we lose it i think we have it as children if we're lucky enough uh especially if we're lucky enough to have people in our lives to encourage us to have curiosity, to have imagination, to think outside the box. I think, uh, this is my personal opinion. I think schools ruin curiosity a lot of the time. Well, they're not, they're not building people to be curious. They're no. building people to fill jobs. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so 100% I agree with you. correct on that. 
And and so when when they're faced with anything in this world, which is I think why we see a lot of the division that we see, no one wants to kind of think about the possibility. It it has to be very cut and dry, black and white, you know, and it has to be in some kind of mode in which I fit in a camp. I'm in this camp mm-hmm. and I'm in this camp, you know, and now we're against each other because we're in different camps and there's no, there's no seeking to find common ground, which is mm-hmm. part of being curious because you're trying mm-hmm. to find out what the other person thinks. <clears throat> and even if you, and, and you and I are very much this way is even if you disagree with that person on several levels, it doesn't mean that you cannot be friends. You cannot enjoy mm-hmm. the things you find in common. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot, you know, I mean, that's what we, that's what we're looking for in this place. And, and that's why like bar talk like this, like this podcast is important. When we go to bars, I mean, unless the guy is really out of his mind drunk, you're, you're going to find people that are just listening <laughs> and they're, they're just trying to find a way to agree and have a good time and relax and blow mm-hmm. some steam. And, you know, no one's really in there to proselytize anyone or, you know, to, to change their mind about whatever. They're all there for one single purpose, and that's just to kind of relax and unwind. Yeah. And it's funny, right? Like, I don't know who said it first, but one of my favorite um, quotes is, it's like you talk about bar talk and people are afraid to share their opinions. So they get heated and they get mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know who it was that said it, but they're like, the second that you start making threats of violence or calling names, you've lost the argument. Yeah. Well, you don't have an like, argument. That's why you, you don't it. have an argument anymore. <laughs> like you're, and you're not curious. You're like your entire intent in the conversation is to convince somebody else. You're right. Right. Yep. You're not asking questions and, and, and you know, alcohol can do that too, right? Like <laughs> sure. your brain stops working correctly. Sometimes <laughs> and you start saying stupid shit, but yeah, I mean, I know I'm guilty of that. I've done it before. So we all, we all can go there, but yeah, I think that the real key is like, just ask a lot of questions, seek to understand, like, you know, like the one thing that you do learn in school that's good is like, ask the five W's and the H. Yeah. You know, ask all of those questions, like understand where it came from. Why, why would that happen? What happened? Who was there? When was it? Yep. You know, how did it impact people? Did it actually impact people? Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's, and, and that's because in a lot of ways they don't really teach the trivium anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't treat, you know, do the part of the seven liberal arts. So it's grammar, logic, and rhetoric, you know, and those are ways in which you get to you know, learn how to explain your point of view and listen to other people's point of view and to do it in articulate ways. The mm-hmm. trivium is no longer used anymore, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate, uh, nor is really the quadrivium, which is also part of the part of that. It's the upper ones, but, um, and those are important to learn. And even now I have, I, I bought kids books versions of the trivium and quadrivium to reteach myself at such a low level because I find myself being part of the zombie mind oftentimes mm-hmm. where I'm just kind mm-hmm. of, I'm on social media and I'm just blah, 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 blah. And never thinking outside the box or thinking in inquisitive or even wondrous ways. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite people growing up was um, <clears throat> Mr. Rogers. And, and I, and I enjoyed Mr. Rogers because uh, it wasn't like super fast paced, but it was all about imagination mm-hmm. and, and it was very comforting. Mm-hmm. I always found it like super comforting, but you know, he was a very curious person. He was always encouraging the people who are watching to be curious, to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. he was always, uh, again, he was always encouraging about kids, always exploring and playing like play. Like when we, like, I always think about this, like when I'm working out, it's like, man, it would be kind of fun to go to a playground and run around on monkey bars and stuff. But people think I'm weird because I'm an adult on monkey bars. But that's play. That's how you learn it's about fun. your body. That's how you get curious about your body. And instead of just like, oh, I'm going to lift, you know, all this iron and blah, blah, blah. If you if we ran outside and, and, and played like little kids, we'd probably feel a lot better at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I totally agree. And that's another thing that we kind of shut down as adults about being curious. Mm-hmm. I like to be goofy. I think it's fun. <clears throat> uh, and I think it's freeing. I think it, it's part of the way I deal with like my anxiety and it, and it frees up that like those stressors, those constant stressors to go do other things and stress about different things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I totally agree with you. Speaking of, of kids shows, have you seen the, the uh, theory on Winnie the Pooh and mental health? No. How each of the characters represent, 
a different no, type of mental health. I haven't heard that. <clears throat> yeah, so Winnie the Pooh is an eating disorder. Uh, Piglet is an anxiety disorder. <sighs> Tigger's ADHD. Yeah. Uh, Eeyore's depression. Uh, <laughs> Rabbit is obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, the owl. Um, what? Hoot? What's yeah. his name? Whatever his name is. Yeah. Is a narcissistic personality disorder. Oh, he kind of is. And Christopher Robin is uh, schizophrenia. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Like, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, it's like, I, anyway, that's kind of a non sequitur, but I just thought it was interesting. You start, you know, this is one of those cases where you can start reading about it. And we're like, well, it kind of aligns. I don't know if it was true or not, but you know, well, I mean, what a great make- way to, to show <clears throat> kids. And I think this is missing from a lot of things today too, is where they subtly show you characters that might represent these things and, mm-hmm. and how they get along and how people help help them when they're having hard times. Well, there's something that about it too, that like, I don't think, yeah, actually probably normalizing it is the right word because it's like normalizing it in a person's brain where they understand that they're not they're The thing that they're challenged with is not a one-off. Other people also struggle with this. Like, I don't want to say it's normal, but it's not uncommon. You're not alone in these feelings you have. Other people struggle with it and they find help with it. So don't feel like you're all by yourself um, and the only one that's struggling with ADHD or anxiety. Sure. It's more common than you think. Do you think naming it like takes away the power of just seeing yourself in a character? Like a piglet ran around saying, I have an anxiety disorder, you know, or you just recognize that this is a very anxious pig. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't have to say I have a disorder, but mm-hmm. you could still go, I kind of like Piglet because he kind of is like yeah, me. I can identify with that. Yeah. And yet he well, still, I, I think he still like musters up courage to mm-hmm. do the hard thing when he has to or ask for help when he has to. That to me is, is a societal thing mm-hmm. in that we, we have for years, like the way we grew up, our parents like didn't talk about this set of stuff. And so we have it built into our psyche that, any sort of disorder means that we're wrong and broken and we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. Like that we shouldn't share it. If we're not normal, we're, we're, that means we're bad in some way. Yeah. Which that's kind of the way we were raised. And like, how do we fix you? And I think in a lot of these, it's like, you're not broken. You might have some challenges that other people don't have or some things you have to work on that other people don't. They have their own things. Everybody has things. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. 100%. 100%, Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so anyway, yeah. So, some other ways that I think would be um, that I learn how to be curious um, as we talk about this. And thank you for bringing up that Winnie the Pooh thing because that's I, – I think about that often. <clears throat> um, I know I just started a, down a rabbit hole and then I went down another one here. But uh, when we watch old sitcoms that we grew up with, Dana and I, and our kids watch it with us, they like them. And they kind of mm-hmm. wonder why also there's not sitcoms like that anymore where they're teaching you – some kind of virtue or like lesson. how long ago are we talking about? Like in the eighties and even nineties, early nineties. Like, I think like, it's changed knock a lot. My door, <clears throat> Not those sitcoms, but they could be those sitcoms. <laughs> I'm talking more like family ties. Like you sit down and watch with a family, like family matters. You know, they were goofy and silly, but they dealt with, you know, some things that kids mm-hmm. would deal with and how the family comes around them and helps them. And, you know, Affects I mean, life. Yeah. I mean, they really kind of, and you kind of learned about things that about society and about your, your world through those things that I don't really see a lot of anymore. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more, uh, to me, it seems like the sitcoms that come out now are more either super stupid and silly or they're, um, very politically activated. Mm. Like I can see that. There's an, I, there's a idealism that's being pushed rather than, you know, how do we all come together and help each other through a thing? Well, that's a good point too. Like it's fine to, to share those viewpoints, but it's shared in a viewpoint often that's very one sided. Yeah. Like without room for the, for the opposing view. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I haven't fully thought that all the way through. So we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. No problem. (laughs) No problem. Uh, one of the ways that I, I continue to be curious, like lately, I think it was the show 1883, uh, that was on Paramount plus that like got me to romanticize a little bit. Um, 
the uh, the early West of the United States of America, mm-hmm. people going West, and how beautiful and yet how extremely tragic it can be, like heartbreaking mm-hmm. and but at the same time like so beautiful and and from there I've <laughs> it's so funny how this happens. It's kicked off this whole thing. Like I'm reading westerns left and right. I'm watching all the <laughs> spaghetti western movies. Like I've really be like I'm very curious about all these expressions of of uh like the western thought of going west and uh mm-hmm. how the west really was and you know most of them don't depict it but you know like cowboys and and indians and migrants and immigrants and mexicans and texas rangers and you know army rangers and just how mm-hmm. all of these things collide uh, and even Joe Rogan recently had someone on his podcast who's written this huge book. He's taken him 30 years about the American West. <clears throat> and it's kind of like a real, like, this is how it really was type thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all that just like super fascinating to me and including uh, there's an old podcast, uh, older podcast that Craig did um, or one of our producers, Craig Weinberg and uh, about a, a rodeo announcer. And just even listen to him about the old days of rodeo announcing and how it used to be sure. and, and stuff like that is fascinating to me in that whole Western idealism and, and cowboys and the myth. There's lots of mythical things about mm-hmm. it too that is, is something I've never thought about as far as like I like fantasy books and stuff like that, which is part of mm-hmm. my curious brain. But the, the, the myth of, of the Western United States has always been – well, has now been – excuse me, very, very fascinating. So I'm going through the whole like Lonesome Dove series and really enjoying that. <laughs> How close to uh, actuality is it? Is Lonesome Dove? Is it just like it was? No. As a matter of fact, uh, even the author himself was kind of like, he was trying to create like a, a new type of modern myth of the Western, you know, uh, going West or cattle ranching or the Texas Rangers and the Comanches and, you know, and all that. And some of it might be, you know, you have to draw from some kind of historical fact, but then you twist it into a story that's fictional. Yeah. Based on actual events. Yeah. Based on fictional close to actual events. Sure. Like were the Comanches really like this? Did they have leaders like this? Sure. Were the Texas Rangers kind of like this? Probably, you know, did they, (laughs) were they fighting not only with uh, the native Americans, but also the Mexicans? Yep. (laughs) You know, I mean, they were, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there was all of that stuff going on. And don't forget this. Don't forget the Spanish influence up the West Coast. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. so like talk about a clash. Yeah. And, and the guy that was on, his name, I think is Elliot West, that was on Joe Rogan. He was like, and it all happened in like 100 years. Like all of a sudden it was like, boom. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, like the the European came in and just went whoop and just took it all over real quick. And all of a sudden cities were built. Like cities. <laughs> <laughs> like... How do they found happen? gold and gold became super valuable and like yeah. all the resources, like the having the access to resources, like that's part of what built America. Like having the the timber and the uh, the minerals that we had, the resources we had to build up this country. Yeah, we got it and we were able to exploit it very quickly. Yeah, like that industrial revolution, Americans really took that to heart and yeah. really uh, dug up our country. Yeah. Yep. And that's part of being curious right there is that you, you grab onto something and go, I wonder, and then you just consume as much mm-hmm. as you possibly can. It was actually a, a book, a non-Christian fiction book that led me to Jesus Christ. It was called the gospel according to Biff, Jesus's childhood <laughs> friend. And, and I read it. And when I finished it, I remember I was sitting on the toilet, finishing reading it. And I remember I closed the book, took care of myself, and I honestly sat there and thought, or stood there and thought when I looked in the mirror, I thought, I wonder who Jesus really was. <laughs> that was the question that popped in my head after reading that book on the toilet. I wonder That's who Jesus funny. really is. And then that kind of led me into going and, and exploring and asking questions and talking to lots of people and and uh, led me to where I am today. So the curiosity can lead you into some really awesome places. And it really can. I think it's tricky. Like you, you bring up the, the Western, the, the learning about the old West and, and pioneer days and things like that. And it's very easy to look at those things and only get the romanticized version of it mm-hmm. and think that like, it was just this like wild, awesome, exciting place where nothing bad ever happened, but you 
kind of had to work for it, but it was really great and beautiful. And uh, the reality is, it was disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was foul. and 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 violent. Yep. Like there's a lot of really terrible things about that time in our history that we just kind of gloss over. Yep. It's not not that different than people saying, "Oh yeah, let's let's go back to the good old days in the '60s where women and black people couldn't vote, and we were still regularly." allowing people to lynch people and, and get off with it, you know, and, and segregating, segregating schools and a lot of the, you know, like a lot of that shitty thing that like we just glossed over. We forget about that. While we remember is like white picket fences and the American dream and got a new car and the perfect family, because that's the only thing that shows up in our, in our feed or like that we see on TV of this time. Like we see leave it to beaver and think that's yeah. what the fifties and sixties were like, but or maybe There's even, a lot of awful things that are going on. Or maybe even our even our just our brain doesn't want to think about the terrible things. Yeah, like maybe our true. brains just always want to think on the the positive things. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, sure. You know, they you know might have lost seventeen kids. Uh, you know, in the old west and uh, through childbirth, but you know, hey, they ate they got, their own food and they got their <laughs> land for free. Yeah, they got their land for free. I mean, uh, you, you're always trying to spin it positive because you don't want to look at the ugly because the ugly is ugly. Yeah, you know? and you sure. always turn away from ugly. Like I think when people say, "Oh yeah, back in the '60s," you know, most of the time it's white people, and the other yeah. and the other half of the time it's they're not <laughs> thinking of all the terrible things that you just said that a whole other people group had to experience, right? So I know. Well, and that's part of being curious. It's like really understand what it is you're yeah. talking about, what you're saying. Like yeah. if that's really what you believe like dig it let's dig into that more what does that actually mean and like do i really believe you most people who say something like that really want to go back to where we had separate bathrooms for black people and white people and segregated schools and women couldn't vote and all that shit no i don't think so no they never mean like yeah but like like think through your statement there's no different than those people thinking that the earth was covered in trees or yeah you know like it, 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 there's like no curiosity there. You have your statement that you believe and you're focused on a very pointed position without all of the other details around it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. It, like these, these assholes in that environmental philosophy class were the same people that'd be like, Oh yeah, we should go out and pour sugar in the gas tanks of, <laughs> of the, the tractors and we'll go spike the trees that way it, that kills their chainsaws. And like, they did not like me in that class. Cause I would bring them up. Well, you know what? If I was a lo- logger, and I went out there and somebody spiked a tree and caused my chainsaw to kick back and maybe yeah. injure me or potentially yeah. kill me. Yeah. You know what I do? I go cut that whole fucking forest down is what I do. <laughs> yep. Like you, you think that's going to stop me? No. One, one of your big nails, if it doesn't kill me, I'm going to give you a big fuck off. Sorry, yep. Tina. Yep. No, I agree. Like, I agree. 100%. Like very one sided. And also you think it's okay to kill people yeah. to save a tree. Yeah. Like think it, think it through. Yeah. Stop. Like how, hypocr- how hypocritical is that? Get some help. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. So, I, well, got, I, I was alone in that class. <laughs> sometimes that's that's what that's, that's fine. That's actually what courage looks like. I thought it was really is asking questions it. in the face of all the people saying the one thing, the ha- having the hive mind. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end, I wanted to ask you this. This is a curious are we question. In an hour already? Yeah, we are. Damn, uh, if you could have dinner with any historical figure. Oh, this out of, question. Out of sheer curiosity. Jeff Bezos. Who would, oh, why? I don't know. Because <laughs> I want to be on his, on his, uh, his yacht, his yeah. earth, wind and fire powered yacht. <laughs> <laughs> but even in history, is there uh, anyone that you wish you could have met in, in, in prior history or? Uh, I don't know. You know, I have always been really fascinated with Alan Turing. And like oh, how 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 his brain got to the point of like to, like he's the father of modern computing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he created the Turing machine, which is considered the first computer. He broke the Enigma code. There's a movie about it, but the, like the Enigma code was supposed to be this unbreakable code that the Nazis were using to communicate during World War II, and he broke it yeah. using a, a computer that he built. Um. And I just, I find his story pretty fascinating. So like trying to understand or like being able to ask questions of somebody who like thinks that way yeah. and is like looking to solve problems. I mean, the reality is based on what I've read about him, he wouldn't be a very good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he was a little like, 
socially awkward, but I think it would be a fascinating person to meet. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he would sat down and gave you his attention and was willing yeah. to answer questions, that's, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I would imagine people might think I'd say Jesus, but he's kind of told me everything about himself in his book. So yeah. in his biography, his story's been told. His story's been told. And so I, I think I know him. Uh, I would like to talk to, uh, if it was a person, um, historical person, that would be Tesla. Mm, Nikola Tesla. I think it would be fascinating to, to figure out like how his brain works. Like, what is he thinking? Why does he think this is, you know, how does he, how did he think there was going to be free energy? Like, is there free energy? And they've just, that's one of the conspiracies is that there was mm-hmm. free energy and he was killed because they wanted to make money off of it. And so but, now yeah, they wanted to monetize it. Yeah. Well, that would be a really interesting conversation too. Like if you go beyond the person, like at what point in their life would you want to talk to them? You know, like if you were talking to them while they were figuring this out, that's one thing. But if it was like oh, that's after shit got real, like we figured this out and I've been silenced yeah. talking to him, then like that would be, that's a different conversation. Right? I'd talk to That'd him be really interesting. I'd want to talk to him then because he's already figured yeah. it out, but mm-hmm. now he's being silenced. Now he's angry. So now he wants to tell yeah. you everything because he's right. so pissed that's off. Right. Right. <laughs> but then there's like that. Just like, like the logger in the, <laughs> the tree. Like, oh, yeah, fuck right? you. I'm going to yeah, burn this whole everyone. thing down. Sorry, Dana. But it's but it's like talking to the person while they're in the middle of these discoveries. I think would be fascinating too. Like they're solving these problems and they're probably obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, kind of learning how their minds work and how they are thinking, how they're trying to solve these problems, and how they're relentless about it. Like, like how how does somebody become that way or learn to be that way? Um, I think that would be fascinating. I mean, I don't think I could ever be that way. I don't think I have the personality for it. But maybe there's something that they learned to do that made them that way. No, I think I think I, I think you, I think you're you're someone who looks at a problem and wants to figure out how it works. So I think that you would you. I think you'd work out well with that. I think you. If, you, right. if he said, "Well, I appreciate that. I'm going to get free energy for everybody." God, I week. would love that. Do it. Let's go. Uh, I have your solution. It's called solar panels. <laughs> Something better, man. Something in the ether. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this this episode of Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Hey, uh, before we go, I want to make sure that I give thank yous. We had uh, two supporters from the last episode. Uh, Of course, Craig coming in at 121212. That's 121,212 sats. And he says, mm-hmm. Mike check. Thanks, Craig. Mike check. Here's a little priming for John's gear upgrade. Because he noticed you're having some microphone problems in the last episode. So he said, uh, be joyful and happy, my friends. So he started a little crowdfund for your for your microphone. Actually, tonight sounds oh. great. So I don't know what my, my microphone is not an expensive microphone. <laughs> Do you want an expensive microphone? It's actually the stage mic that most performing artists use oh it's an it, it is an you said it is an expensive microphone it 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 is it is not an inexpensive microphone. gotcha and then uh from kyron from mere mortals podcast he says thanks for your chat guys i'm highly enjoying them must have boosted indirectly to max's band last week instead of the show and uh, that's true i meant to give max's band uh a percentage of our episode <laughs> instead of hitting 10 i hit 100 uh, so you guys all supported Max's band the week before last, and thank you for that. Because uh, I just I want to get them out because I'd like to support them. Yeah, uh, for their, sure. Their music is fantastic. Have you heard the new single? I have not. No, oh, so good. It's like I'll Soundgarden. It it's so good. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. So, and of course, you know, being a Seattle boy, that's that's always nice for us. And uh, I want to thank uh, Oscar from Fountain FM. He took some time and talked to me this week. Uh, about things that we, I think that uh, they could improve on Fountain FM and uh, things that are coming up. And it was just really nice to talk to a, a guy that's behind the scenes uh, trying to develop a really good podcast app. So uh, if you haven't already, go to newpodcastapps.com and get yourself a new modern podcast app. Ditch Spotify, ditch Apple, ditch Google, ditch Amazon. Screw those guys. If you want to get in the real good stuff, go to newpodcastapps.com and check out fountain.fm. That's the one I like and uh, and use, and that's where most of our donations come from. So thank you for everyone who donated. Thank you for Blueberry making us podcast of the month of November. And, uh, well, John, before this wraps up, anything else you want to say? Oh. Nope. 
Tit up. Tit up. Tit up. Tit up. <laughs> it's to move Almost in forgot. a. It's to move in a lively, capering manner, or to prance. No, <laughs> that tracks. The act of tit upping is to be tit-upping. lively and gay, or a restless behavior or gait, a prance or a caper. A caper. Yeah, or like caper. That. Pretty good. Well, thank you, everyone, and have a great night. Thanks, everyone. Fuck. Tit up. I did it. It's really quiet. They have to turn it up. Okay, fuck. Good night. <laughs> Good night.